Casey's Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. Kansas City's best. Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Molly Heiss, creator of GoGo Bloom, a local fitness and loungewear company. Molly is a KC native, stay-at-home mom, part-time fitness instructor, and grammar at Call to the Style. She's always been drawn to retro style and bright, quirky patterns. Staying at home with a toddler coupled with a global pandemic, she found herself in loungewear more often than not. Averse to neutrals, she found that she wasn't really feeling like herself anymore without her signature colorful retro style. Since her previous two jobs were in pattern design and art direction, she decided to go ahead and create the brand she'd been looking for. She launched GoGo Bloom in January of 2022. In addition to joy sparking athletic wear, Molly has also designed patterned t-shirts, crop tops, sweatshirts, and swimwear, as well as coordinating graphic tees highlighting motherhood, mental health, and more. Molly is mama to a hilarious and energetic toddler Arlo, an adopted pup Reese, and his wife to Andy, her endless supportive husband of almost 10 years. She loves to explore restaurants and local shops in Kansas City where she lives. So welcome to the podcast, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear all about GoGo Bloom. And I've been following along when you launched it and on your other Instagram, your you know influencer Instagram, yeah. when you were kind of leading up to the fact that you'd been working on something for a while. So I'm really excited to hear all about the process and what went into creating your own business. Yeah. Um, so like you said, I just launched in January of this year. It's a pretty new business at this point. And I actually started it when my son started preschool part-time in October. So I started designing the first day he went to preschool and (laughs) decided I could um, launch by January which I really wanted to try to get on the active wear and athleisure trend that happens when people set new year's resolutions and have new goals with the new year. Um, so it was very ambitious, but I was able to make it happen. That's awesome. And I want to ask you about your retro style, because for anyone who does follow you, you have a very iconic kind of specific look. You're always wearing really bright colors and patterns and pairing different patterns together. Have you always sort of been drawn to that style or is that something that over time developed? I think my current style has definitely developed, but I've always really been drawn to retro items. I say like I got so much inspiration from my great grandma's like avocado shag carpet. And I just remember the marble colors on there and the old toys that she had and just finding inspiration in those patterns and her needlework and floral artwork then. And then I remember, I think I was in like seventh grade when we had to write an about me book. And I wrote a whole page about all the pants I owned, except jeans. Like I didn't own any jeans. And that was a big part of my personality that I needed people to know that I really expressed myself through fashion and tried to find unique things. It's always nice to have like going to your Instagram, just seeing how colorful it is. And 
I love color, but tend to often wear black. And I feel (laughs) like I show more of my style and color in my makeup and accessories. But every time I see anything you post, I'm like, oh my gosh, I I wish that I, if I were to see something that you wore in stores, I wish that I was drawn to it more as opposed to when I see it on the people. And I'm like, that looks so great. Why don't I ever think to wear that? But I often tend to more, I'm more drawn to, to black clothes. Yeah. I get that. I also will say though, that it's just all in the confidence. Like there's so many times I'll put an outfit together and my husband's like, really, that's what you want to do. And I'm like, you know, fake it till you make it (laughs) and just do it. Just experiment. And so owning your own business obviously is like a huge, a huge step. Has that always been something in the back of your mind that you've wanted to do? Or is it really an idea that came up as I mentioned, kind of in the intro through COVID and looking for what you were wanting to wear, not being able to find anything on the market. Probably a little of column A, a little of column B there. Um, I was an art major in college. And before that, I was a musical theater major, actually. So I kind of always thought that a nine to five might not be what I ended up doing. And then I ended up staying home with my son as a stay-at-home mom, basically, because we couldn't find childcare. And um, so that wasn't really the plan. And I found this idea that I had to design patterns. And I'd done that in my past jobs um, to put on clothing. And I have the most amazing resource in my husband because he teaches entrepreneurship at UMKC and at the Art Institute. So he's been a really, really helpful resource that I probably couldn't have just jumped into this so fast without his help with the taxes and the really exciting uh, behind the scenes business stuff. All of the patterns, and correct me if I'm wrong, but all of the patterns on the clothing that you are producing are your hand drawing those yeah. patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would love to hear more, more about that and where you get your inspiration and just... Yeah. So I have folders and folders and Pinterest boards and Pinterest boards of actual vintage patterns and floral patterns and other clothing. I just like the color combinations of like 1950s paint house samples, um, just trying to draw inspiration from everywhere. And then I'll just get a lot of ideas together, see kind of what I think works, and then just sit down with my iPad and start drawing flowers or ideas I like. And then I, I bring them onto my computer and work them until they, they look like a real pattern. A lot of your clothes have flowers on them. So I want to ask mm-hmm. the name Gogo Bloom. How did you come up with that name, tying in the flowers with the word bloom? Yeah. So I had a lot to do launching this business within like three months from when I started and I couldn't come up with any names I liked. And so that was like the one thing I've outsourced in my business. I reached out to copywriter, um, Kelsey Finley. I used to work with at the ad agency I worked at and she was really excited to help me come up with a name. So we kind of went back and forth. We wanted it to have a retro feel, but we didn't necessarily want the word retro to turn people off. If that's not your thing, you know, I wanted to focus on motherhood and positivity, but without being too overt. And she just came back and was like, I think I've got it. Go, go bloom. And it just, it just fit. And so it's, you know, the go-go fashion of the 60s, there's a nod to that, but it's also active wear. So it's like, go, go bloom, you know, out into your life, whatever that means. Um, And we do have, I, I say we, I don't know. It sounds more professional if I say that. It's just me right now but an emphasis on mental health themed t-shirts as well, which is an issue near and dear to my heart. So I think, you know, blooming in your mental health journey or, you know, spiritually, however you want to kind of interpret that. That's, that's kind of what go, go bloom means. 
That's so cool to hear the name and see that there's so many different like ways to interpret the name of your business. And I just think Gogo Bloom sounds so positive anyway. And as you've said, it's, it's filled with color and positivity and anyone who goes on the website can see that your clothing is like inspirational and is definitely like positive vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as you said, it was kind of a short time from when, you know, through the whole process of getting this thing started, where did you know how do you know where to start? I mean, I guess you said your, you know, your husband is involved with entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. and teaching classes on that. So um, how was that getting it started? So I actually saw someone else who was designing kind of um, floral activewear. And I thought that's interesting. I like that idea because all I'm seeing is like black and basics. And, you know, there's some brands that do some kind of fun one-offs, but not really a whole brand like that. You know, I I have a history in pattern design and graphic design and art direction at my last jobs. And I thought, I like that, but like, what if I could design it better? I think I could make a pattern I liked better. And then that just kind of kept bouncing around in my head. And it was like, well, how about I do that? So there's a company um, based in California, but they have offices everywhere called Printful that is an on-demand printing site. And so I don't really have to keep inventory. I do have a small inventory I'm going to use for pop-ups and for photo shoots, but they ship directly to the customers, which I love because everything is printed on demand. It reduces waste. I'm not having to pay a bunch upfront for inventory. So that kind of made it easier to say, okay, I can do it without this huge investment. You know, of course there were still startup costs, but not holding huge amounts of inventory was made it a lot easier. And with the athletic wear and in even any of your t-shirts or sweatshirts, how are you choosing the material? So some of the t-shirts, the t-shirts I have printed on Bella Canvas, which is a really commonly known t-shirt brand that people love. And so I got some test t-shirts to make those, make sure they, they were great and they were. And then the other items, the manufacturer I work with, they just have pre-made items basically. So I send the patterns and then they say, here's how we make a sweatshirt. And then they print it on there, um, cut it and sew it together from there. But they have all those options pretty much pre-made. I'm just kind of choosing which style or which cut I'd like of those. And I just kind of go with what I think I would want to wear personally. And then my customer base would like the best. On your website, you have really inclusive sizing as well. So how important was that to you when you were starting your business? Uh, really important. I think a lot of startup brands like boutiques and things that do have to buy the inventory don't um, have the option to do some plus size pieces sometimes because I don't know, I think you need a bigger inventory buy-in and startup costs that can be a lot. So that's something I really liked about this model is that I could offer, you know, sizes from extra, extra small to three X or even five X in some of the items. Um, I just wanted to feel like fitness and athletic wear isn't just for a certain body type or shape or size or look um, that's really, well, athletic wear, or you can wear it as loungewear, you know, um, could really work for anyone. And I wanted people to feel welcome and comfortable when they came to the website and social media. You know, we kind of said that, especially through the pandemic, that athleisure and loungewear really became kind of the norm. And Mm -hmm. even though we're kind of in this weird place with COVID being over, but I don't know if it'll ever really be over, over. I don't think that is ever going away. I think people are so comfortable in being able to kind of embrace this 
very casual attire every day. I mean, even like I will admit at my office, I wear athletic wear all the time, especially with summer coming up. It's no one wants to wear jeans in the summer. No one wants to like get in your car when it's 95 degrees out and you have to wear jeans and a long sleeve shirt. So it's been great. My office is been okay. I think (laughs) with everyone wearing athletic wear silks, it's so nice to have, like I said, just fun, fun patterns. So when you were starting, first starting out, which patterns were you initially, like, what was the initial pattern that you were going with? So I knew I wanted to do a daisy pattern, a 60s inspired daisy pattern, which um, you listeners can't see me right now, but that's the pattern I'm wearing right now. So I started out a few of my signature patterns in different colorways. So there's like a mahogany colorway that feels super retro. That's what I'm wearing now. And then there's a light pink version that's really pastel and fun and kind of like a nod to the 90s modern daisy. And then there's a green, which is kind of a little bit more... um, middle of the road. And so I wanted to have those super retro patterns, but maybe in a little bit more approachable modern way for people who aren't like wanting to surround themselves by everything sixties, like, like I am. And so I did that. And then I also did a seventies inspired hand-drawn floral. That's a lot more intricate. And then I did that in a couple of neutral colorways, which I typically don't wear, but I know that some people who want the florals, but like neutrals, I figured that would really resonate with them. Um, So I wanted to be sure to, you know, do things I love and I love to draw, but also be sure I'm making things marketable and um, people who want to support me, you know, can hopefully find something that resonates with them. And speaking of marketing, how have you been marketing your company with being so new? What tools are you using to really market yourself and the brand and, and getting the word out. Yeah. Um, so I'm super new, so I'm still kind of figuring that out. Um, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of Instagram and Facebook, and then I've started doing some pop-ups around Kansas city, um, which has been awesome just to meet new people. And then people who followed me on Instagram are coming and meeting me in real life, which has been really fun. Um, so that's kind of what I've depended on so far. Of course, my husband who teaches this is like, all right, it's time to sit down and, you know, run the SEO and talk about the keywords and okay. Yeah. But I have designing to do. Um, so that's something once I get past, actually, we just did a photo shoot this weekend. So that's been a big buildup to that. So once I sort through the photos and kind of get in shape for pop-ups, that's kind of my next focus is to focus on internet marketing to reach people outside of this area. And pop-ups are so big in Kansas city. I think it comes up on almost everyone I talk to, whether it's on this podcast or even just on Instagram. I mean, you know, as well, just from following businesses on Instagram and other local entrepreneurs that pop-ups in Kansas city are always like it's every weekend. I feel like there are different pop-ups, which is so fun. It's such a great way to meet makers in person and really get to see their product like face-to-face and, and get to know, get to know it a little more. So. I think that's something, you know, unique about my business too, is that it's online and it's made to order. So I think um, if I can get it in people's hands, if they can see it, if they can try it on, that's really going to help. I did a photo shoot recently. um, It's coming out in a magazine soon. And uh, the model who tried it on was like, everybody feel these and had the photographer come over and feel the leggings. And she was like, look at the moves I can do. They're so soft. They're so comfortable. So it's like, if you can just get people to try them on, you know, I think that'll help a lot for people to see, see how they look on them and how they can move in them and everything. 
congrats on being in a magazine. Can you tell Thank you. everyone which magazine you're going to um, be in? Kansas City Magazine, the June edition. Very exciting. There'll be a little feature in that. Yeah. Well, congrats. That's that's awesome. Thank you. So with owning your own business and being a mom, being a wife, being a dog mom, what are some of the struggles of juggling that all at once? Yeah. So I think I mentioned, I started this business when my son started part-time preschool, which is three mornings a week. And I thought, okay, that's the time I'm going to dedicate to go, go bloom exclusively. And then of course, you know, dishes need to be done and laundry needs to be done. And then I'm finding myself working till 2am on this. And so I've really tried to block that time out more, but, um, 12 hours a week does not go very far when you're really trying to scale up a business. So I've been squeezing it in here and there during nap times. And, um, after my son goes to bed and then having a husband who's so supportive of this is very helpful too. Yeah. And then just in terms of like owning a business in general, kind of the business sides, what have been some of the struggles that you've faced on the business side of, of go, go bloom? I think the hardest thing to figure out was taxes. And, um, so my husband teaches entrepreneurship at a university level and he spent basically a full day, like two days before I launched, trying to figure out this whole tax conundrum because the items are shipped. Most of them from California two people in different states, but I'm located in Missouri. So making sure I'm not paying triple taxes, but I'm also paying the ones I need to um, and being really accurate about the way that's laid out. And then making sure that's taken care of when I'm doing pop-ups on the Kansas side versus the Missouri side. Um, Because I did a test run of my website the day before we launched, I had some friends who wanted to buy, um, do a test run. We didn't figure the taxes in ahead of time. And there were some orders we made like $3 on um, because we just didn't think it would be that much. And so figuring out the shipping costs as well, because I hadn't factored those in between shipping and taxes, that's been a really fun puzzle to figure out. And you mentioned, you know, other states that since you're an online online brand, have there been any states that have been really surprising when you see it, someone's ordered an item and you see where it's going to and you're like, oh my gosh, like someone from here like knows about my brand. Yeah. A lot of the people out of state uh, still have some connection to somebody I know here, but there was one that was like, oh, Virginia. Like, I don't think I have any connection there. None of, you know, cause sometimes too, I'll know somebody who knows somebody who bought something or I'll just go and say like, oh, are they following me? I wonder who this is. I hope that's not creepy. I just get super excited when I see orders come in. Um, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know how you found me. You're not following me on Instagram. Um, so those are especially exciting when they just seem to come out of the blue like that. What have been kind of on the flip side of struggles? What have been some of the most like rewarding parts of starting your own business and kind of seeing everything go from paper to being in in real life? Yeah. So, I mean, I designed everything for my first photo shoot, the ideas I had for all the models and the poses and the backgrounds to do at the beginning of December. And so I kind of made these like paper doll type cutouts of how everybody was going to look. And then when we started shooting and I saw the items on people and they fit so well and, you know, the models were just killing it. Um, I just got super emotional. I like started crying at the photo shoot because um, it just like my vision had come to life. It was really, really exciting. So that was probably the first moment of, of real, of it, it feeling real. Yeah. I, I, not that I have ever owned a business, but just from talking to entrepreneurs, 
all the time. I can only imagine kind of that feeling of you did it. You're, you're Mm -hmm. here. Everything you've been working towards is paying off. And, and then what did it feel like when you got your, your first order, you saw the first order come through on the website? Yeah, that was really, really exciting. Like I said, I did a test run of um, some friends who bought the day before. And so seeing those orders come in and then one of my good friends, um, she bought within, uh, I think like two minutes of the website going live and she messaged me and was like, am I customer number one? (laughs) So that was exciting. It was a lot of people I knew at first, but that first day, January 1st, and then that whole week, I mean, I was just quite literally jumping up and down when I got all the orders that came in. Yeah, that's, well, that's so exciting. And then on top of obviously on your own business, you're also a local influencer. So has that been able, have you been able to sort of tie in your connections with being a local influencer and owning your own business? Yeah. So I think, um, one thing that's really unique about the brand I built is I had the following on call of the styled first, and I kind of had these initial ideas and reached out just on my stories to say, does anybody want to vote on some retro patterns or help me design a clothing line? And I had kind of a test group of people answer these extensive surveys about like, which one of these six daisy patterns are you drawn to the most or which of these color palettes do you like the best? And so it's been really cool that I've had people just vote on my stories or do do these surveys that have actually kind of helped build the brand with me. And so that's something I wanted kind of from the beginning to have people feel like they were invested and excited about um, helping build the brand. And then I also said, you know, if you submit t-shirt ideas to me, phrases for graphic tees, and I make them, then I'll send you a free one. So I've done that for a few people who've come up for phrases. And I want to mention for everyone who doesn't know, and I'm looking up how many views it's had that you did a reel where you restyled a look from Emily in Paris, Lily Collins reposted it herself, and it has nearly 550,000 views on Instagram. That was a wild day. (laughs) That was so cool. It's so funny because I obviously follow you and we know each other through through the Instagram realm, but it actually comes up in my for you page still all the time. I think because I'm always looking for style inspiration and clothing and just everything like that. And so, um, this reel actually still comes up and every time I'm like, there it is. I'm like, it's still going, it's still being, you know, tossed around. So, which well, I think is so know. great. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I put my son down for a nap that day and it was a long time getting him down. And I went to just casually check my phone. It was like, you have hundreds of notifications and that's pretty unusual if I hadn't just posted. And then I scrolled and then it filled up again. And it was like, here's a hundred more and a hundred. I was like, my phone's broken. What's going on? And then I realized. Yeah, that's so fun. And like I said, I, as I've mentioned earlier, anyone who I highly recommend anyone following you on Instagram, just because I said you make super fun reels of all of the clothes that you put together and just like all of the bright colors. And it's just, it's, it's a great mood board almost. It's like very inspirational just to see everything. And I said, someone, especially like listeners also can't see me. I am like (laughs) in a sweatshirt and like high socks and hair and a pony right now, but on the weekends, I tend to definitely put a little more effort into the way I look. So I'm always looking for inspiration and textures and everything like that. And I, your Instagram is like such a great tool. Yeah. So I highly recommend anyone uh, following obviously both of your accounts, the GoGo Bloom on Instagram and your 
of call to the style just just for inspiration and pattern in general and so when you are not running your business and not running your instagrams what does life in kansas city look like for you I mean, a lot of motherhood, a lot of uh, scooter rides down the trolley trail um, in Waldo, where we live. But now that the pandemic is getting slightly better, you know, it's kind of back to more real life type things, going out to eat more and exploring. And my son is super into trying new things. He's he's a great eater. So we've been having a lot of fun um, going to restaurants and we went and got sushi the other day and apparently he hadn't remembered having sushi recently and he freaked out because it was so good and the seaweed salad. And so it's just really fun to um, see some of our favorite places and just explore things through his eyes too. Yeah. What are some of your favorite restaurants in Kansas city? Well, a couple, uh, my husband and I had a date night last week to celebrate classes being over and we went to Savah and Westport Cafe. Those are two mainstays for us. And we were saying, um, so we moved back to Kansas City about six years ago. I grew up an hour from here in Warrensburg. That's where I was born and raised coming to like the city for, you know, prom and fancy things, um, but lived in Illinois for a while. And so my husband and I moved back to Kansas City six years ago now. Um, but before that, we honeymooned in Kansas City after we got married coming up on 10 years in September. So we were remembering that we went to Westport Cafe on our honeymoon weekend 10 years ago. And so that that especially is just one place that's super special to us. The food there is so good, whether it's like brunch, lunch, dinner, Every meal I've ever had there is like a knockout. It's, it's, I love that place and I love Savah as well. So those mm-hmm. are, those are great choices. Yeah, that I'm trying to think. There are so many. My son's favorite restaurant is String Hall. Um, he loves the options there. We love it too. Box and Pearl and so many spots. Aside from exploring new restaurants, what are some of the other things that you love about living in Kansas City? I think kind of like we talked about earlier, just the pop-ups and the festivals. I feel like every weekend there's like a pottery festival or an art festival um, in some neighborhood. And so it's been fun to go to these different neighborhoods and explore different things. And then the other day I was driving around town and my son was like, oh, that's where we went to the the state fair the other day. That's where dad and I went. And he was, he had thought this like Waldo uh, strawberry swing was the state fair. That's <laughs> what he called it. But he'd remembered the tents being set up. And, um, you know, that weekend I was getting ready for photo shoot stuff for Go Go Bloom. And so my husband took him to a pottery festival and a strawberry swing and I was really bummed to miss both both of those. But um, the fact that there's stuff to do like every weekend like that is is really cool. Yeah. And I think so much of Kansas City is like can be kid friendly and it's just really versatile. I also live in Waldo. So mm-hmm. I feel like this area especially is so great with how much there's so many outdoor things to do. And I always see just young families all the time mm-hmm. everywhere. And it's so great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, like beer station and Casey beer co and Waldo, both we take our son to all the time. Those were some of the first stops we took him to when he was a baby. And they're both super kid friendly with games and outdoor areas and they're, and we can walk to both of them. Yeah. And we're coming up, I guess we've kind of been in and out of patio season as of late, but eventually we will get to full swing patio season. Yeah. Are there any patios you're really looking forward to enjoying this summer? I mean, so the ones I just listed, Casey Birko and Beer Station, Savah is just that little French patio. So nice. The well in Waldo, that's just a fun rooftop. If there was anything that you could change about Kansas City, 
what would it be? I mean, I think some of the diversity issues that just historically we've had, and I think some of that is changing just over the past couple of years, people are becoming more aware, but there's still, you know, that truce line and connotation um, that I think takes a lot more than I know about to um, fix some of those systemic issues. But I think moving in that direction of becoming a more inclusive city and owning some of that history and being honest about that as as a city and as a community as well. As I mentioned earlier, your uh, not just your sizing is inclusive on your website, but you are very inclusive just in the range of people that you're using for your models uh, as well. So I imagine that that was really important for you to uh, show as well, just an all-inclusive brand. Yeah, I, I really want everyone to feel welcome and, and represented and, you know, to see part of themselves in, in the brand somehow. Yeah. What are some of your favorite pieces that you have designed so far? Ooh, that's a good question. I really love the cropped tank tops. Um, those I took on a trip to Florida recently and they travel super well. They're very lightweight and they're great because you can wear them like all day long and they don't really show sweat because they're technically an athletic shirt, but you throw a sweater on or nicer pants and you can really dress them up. Um, so that's like my number one travel item of the summer. I'd have to say And I love this mahogany daisy pattern for that. It's super retro, but it, I don't know if I went over this with the brands, but all of the patterns I have, which started as nine and I just keep expanding from there, you can get in any item. So you say, Oh, I really like that pattern. I wish it came in a swimsuit. It does. Oh, I wish I could get in a beach towel. It does a sweatshirt, I, you know, anything you could imagine it in, you can custom make the item with the pattern you like. Speaking of expanding your patterns, are you ever out and about and you see something that you find really inspirational and either snap a picture of or start like doodling just to go back and you're like, okay, let me sit down and create this new pattern. Yeah. And I'm constantly snapshotting, I don't know, like moving video ads and I'm like trying to capture the right, <laughs> the right moment of just, um, color combinations and things like that. Um, and so I did release a pattern for the summer called summer geo, and it's my first non-floral pattern, but, um, I really didn't like the way it was going to look on leggings and tighter fitting items, but it is on uh, one piece swimsuits and athletic shorts. So it lends itself really well to some things, but that was like, I want to make this work, but I'm not going to force it in ways <laughs> that it doesn't. Yeah. Is there a particular pattern too, that you are drawn to the most, or is your closet now just kind of filled with all of the everything, all of the flowers, all of the patterns and colors? little bit of everything, probably the most in the daisy, because I think I got pink daisy samples and a lot of things just to see. I always want to make sure, you know, I know what the fit is, what the quality is, um, what an item's like before I go ahead and, and order it or have models try it on. Um, so I have pretty much everything in the pink daisy. And then I redid the seventies pattern that I, I launched with in a pastel colorway recently. So it has like a mint background and it's just super, I don't know. It reminds me of like garden party, secret garden vibes. I have a lot of go-go bloom in my closet, but I was like, mm, I need that set for myself as well as to have one on hand of the biker shorts and the tank for that. I feel like if I, in some other lifetime designed clothes, everything I designed, I would say, well, I also, of course, need, <laughs> right? need that for myself. If I'm going to be selling it, I feel like I would just be filling up my closet all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's marketing, right? Um, so I, I, the shirt I'm wearing today, it's a cooler day. So it's a sweatshirt. 
but um, I wore it to a dermatologist appointment and some lady in the lobby was like, is that a real vintage sweatshirt? I love that pattern. And I was like, actually, now that you mention it, I designed it and I gave her a business card and I went to go take my paperwork up to the um, woman working the desk. And she was like, did I ever hear you design that? Can you tell me about, and she asked for a business card too. So it's just really cool to be out in the wild and have people ask about it at the vet. You know, I wore a shirt and somebody was like, oh my goodness, I had curtains like that when I was younger. And it was, you know, somebody older than my parents' age that had curtains that looked like that in the sixties. And I, I love to hear that and hear people get excited about it. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask if that happens, people coming up to you and admiring something you're wearing and ask you where to get it. And you <clears> get to say, you know, it's, it's my design and here's where, where you can find it. Yeah. That's super exciting to do. Um, my husband jokes that I should just spend all my spare time walking down the trolley trail and Waldo <laughs> just wearing go, go bloom, different outfit every day. But I did, um, we talked about TikTok videos earlier. I had one that went, I don't know, semi-viral for go, go bloom. It was the first TikTok I posted the first reel and it did super well. A friend of mine, she wore her go, go bloom outfit to go pick her toddler up from preschool. And the woman's like, oh my gosh, is that the TikTok at workout clothes? And she was like, what are you talking about? My friend made this. And the woman was like, I saw it on TikTok. And so that's super cool that somebody, I don't know, you know, she was one of the hundreds of thousands of people that saw it. That's so exciting. And talk about off and on here, sort of the power of obviously word of mouth, but also just social media in general and the positive side of social media, which I'm always trying to kind of shed light on just because I know social media can be become kind of a dark place, but it's, you know, you're able to reach so many more people. And do you feel like there has been a really like, supportive Instagram community behind you with, with the launch of this? And, you know, like I said, with your videos that you've been making going viral, have you felt like that's been a really great source for, you know, spreading, spreading the word on go, go bloom? Um, I think in some ways, yes. I think like the video that went viral, I had so many and TikTok is just a different beast. Like I'm a little on the older end of uh, being comfortable on there. So I'm still kind of trying to figure it out. Um, so the way people leave comments and address you is kind of different, but all these people are leaving like credit card emojis, like take all my money or saying, I love this. I have to own this in every color. And I couldn't quite figure out how to convert them to like, Oh yeah. Okay. Then please do, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'll take all your money. Come to my website and check it out. I love, it, you know? Um, so that that's been kind of hard. The videos that have gone viral don't necessarily get me that many new followers or convert to sales. But I do think connecting with a lot of the local hashtags and a lot of the local businesses, um, that's gotten me a lot of local followers. And so I think it's really cool to be able to focus a lot of those efforts on Kansas City folks um, to begin with. Social media can be a really, really hard place. I, I love that you know, there's a part of your business that really focuses on mental health. And like I said, having really positive um, inspirational quotes and everything on some of your products, but yeah, social media really can kind of have this side to it where there can be a lot of self-doubt. Uh, I'm, I don't own a business, but even just with trying to promote this podcast or trying to do anything else that I do on Instagram, there's always sort of this side of like, why isn't it more successful? And what did I do wrong? And why did I miss the mark on something? And I think it's, it's really easy to get down on yourself about the quote unquote success you're having. And 
it's hard because everyone's success is measured differently. And I think that's one thing I've constantly struggled with just with having this Instagram. And there's times where I have to take a really big break from endlessly scrolling and comparing myself to others or someone who went to the same event as me and their content is doing better than mine. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard to not get, get in your head with that. So is, is that something that you deal with? And if it is, how, how do you handle it? Oh, for sure. Um, and I think content um, or engagement is just down for content across the board. Like there's some really amazing, you know, local creators I know who are, who have a lot of these struggles that you just talked about. And even like the big time long-term bloggers, if you look at their percentage of likes and engagements, just, just going down because it's kind of becoming so saturated and, you know, you're just one more person on somebody's feed. But I did want to take a lot more time to focus on the go, go bloom account, um, rather than call of the styled and kind of focus on just local partnerships. If I did anything anymore and not really working with, um, some of the national brands who are wanting to partner with call of the styled. And oddly enough, since then, some really cool partnerships have popped up and I've kind of broken that rule a little bit, but I was kind of like, I don't know, I can't keep spending all this time and effort pouring into this. And so, you know, you do an amazing job of this on your Instagram is just highlighting local businesses, you know, whether you're partnering with them monetarily or getting any sort of compensation or not, um, just highlighting those local businesses and building those partnerships just because you want to see people in the city succeed. And so I think that's kind of where call of the style of Instagram is going is just focusing on a lot of those, those local things now. When I started my Instagram as well, I mean, I never really started it with any intention of it going anywhere or being anything, but being sort of in this influencer community. And when I started posting a lot more supporting local, wasn't a message that was heavily a thing in my family growing up. So it's not Mm. like I've been like this forever. And I think that when I really started meeting entrepreneurs and just seeing how much hard work and dedication and like really the blood, sweat and tears that goes into it. I just, I don't know. I felt the need to do everything on my part to highlight them and just try to do anything I could to spread the word, which is really what inspired this podcast is because I truly like to my core believe that when you know a business owner or feel like you really know a business owner, you're more likely to support them because you feel like you know their story and you know their struggles and where they've started, where they're going. Mm-hmm. And it's been fun to hear to hear everyone's story because everyone's so different and everyone's business is so different. And I think that it's so great to hear everyone's different tale that they have to tell. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people being super into supporting local coupled with, you know, understanding some of the implications of fast fashion and what that's doing to, you know, the environment, obviously, but our psyches of just like, oh, I constantly need more in this and every season, micro season, I need this. And so even, you know, where I was a few years ago, realizing I'd gotten a lot more of my wardrobe from Zara or H&M. And I could not tell you the last time I shopped at those places. Now it's just like, oh, I got this from Luca or from Coco or from Frankie and Jules. Um, And that's just where I'm choosing to spend my money and I'm not buying near as much, but a lot of those local boutiques and I've built relationships with. And so I'm, I am doing pop-ups at a lot of those places this summer because, you know, all these local people, they're just so supportive of each other. I just, I just love it. And they've just been so welcoming and reaching out to me about doing pop-ups too. 
can you tell us where you're popping up soon or anything that you have coming up that you want listeners to know about? So I have a pop-up June 18th at Kate in River Market. And I have a couple more in the works, but they're not set in stone yet. So if you follow me on me on social media, um, they will hopefully be listed by then. Awesome. And any new patterns you're working on or any new product launches that are coming soon? So I'll be releasing the pastel colorways and everything really soon. Actually, right now that you're hearing this, they're probably out now. Um, But I do have some new t-shirts dropping soon Um, for kids. There's some that say big feelings, an adult version that says feel your feelings and a few um, graphic tees with just large floral emblems that could coordinate with the leggings or not at all if you're not a graphic tee um, with words on it type of person as well. So I'm kind of doing these like little micro drops. And then of course, my mind is always on to the next thing. So I'm like, what creepy stuff could I do for Halloween? Like, how do I marry this like goofy vintage over the top floral vibe with um, something a little bit more sinister for October themed? That's so fun. I feel like people are always looking for creative ways for Halloween. I, I love Halloween. It's funny. I feel like I grew up in a home where our house was insanely decorated for Halloween every year. And my mom used to have this like crazy funky sweater she wore every year that had like pins everywhere and stuff like that. So <laughs> there's something about Halloween that people love to get in the spirit of. So that will be super fun. Um, and then, you know, having a kid now and dressing him up. And, um, so I do do a lot of like mommy and me teas as well. And then I even, um, one I'm coming out with it, it is listed on the site, but I haven't promoted it yet for father's day. My husband, he was a music major in a band, an emo kid. And so I made him a shirt that says emo dad. And then the coordinating version for my son that says emo kid. And so it's black, which is not at all on brand for go, go bloom. But um, I thought, well, it's funny for them. I'll go ahead and list it on the website. So um, there's some funny little things thrown in like that as well. That's that's so cute. I love the like the mommy in me or the daddy in me or the whoever in me outfits and just the fun coordinating kind of family attire. I always think that's fun. And you said with these like graphic tees kind of growing up an area where it was very like plaid. And everyone Mm -hmm. wore like Lily Pulitzer and kind of the same patterns. And it's fun to see it in like a new modern take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do have the leggings. They go down to size 2T. So I have that in all kids sizes in swimsuits. And then so my son has some little rash guards too that I got a matching swimsuit. My husband got the matching swim trunks and then we got like a beach towel. So I'm just going to make us do a lot of family matching this summer. Um, So that's been really fun to see my son. He loves wearing go-go bloom. And, um, the other day we were actually watching, I don't know, it was Daniel tiger or some kids show about what makes your family unique. My husband said, what makes our family unique Arlo? And he, without missing a beat, he's like, go, go bloom and doing really fun photo shoots. (laughs) And I was just like, Oh my gosh, he's just like my biggest little cheerleader. So it's been so fun, um, to see him like want to wear his rainbow colored rash guard, tight little shirt to school and like tell everybody my mom designed this. And, um, seeing him super into that's really fun too. What is there anything else that you want listeners to know about your brand? Anything? Sure. Well, so one thing I haven't really touched on too much is the whole mental health aspect and how I do have that just kind of like messages of positivity and promoting mental health as 
as part of it too, and motherhood. And that's because I had a pretty rough time postpartum with a lot of anxiety and panic attacks. And I had to go to therapy to work through, you know, kind of like my birth experience and what happened after that. And so like, yes, these are positive pieces that I hope people make feel good. And I hope they're conversation pieces because they're fun, but I would also love it if they're conversation pieces, because somebody sees someone wearing a shirt that says, be kind to your mind. Or um, somebody said the other day, they wear this happy to be here shirt and people comment on it all the time, or they were at the grocery store and somebody's like, oh, where were you before this, that you were so happy to be. Um, But just like reminders to yourself when you wear a lot of these items, but also, you know, maybe reminders to other people or conversation starters. I, you know, was trained in theater growing up. So I'm really good at um, faking being an extrovert, but I'm very... (laughs) introverted and that's where I'm more comfortable. Um, so I have been able to express myself through fashion and creativity. I don't want to say to make up for my lack of personality, but sometimes sometimes it feels that way. Like I'm going to be really awkward when I go in public. So I'll just wear this cool thing because that'll give me something to talk about. Um, or some way to get people to know who I am if I don't get any words in. So, you know, that those can be conversation starters for people. Absolutely. And yeah, thank you so much for for sharing that. I really find it so inspiring that people, that mental health is, I think we still have a long way to go in our conversation around it and sort of the stigma around it. But I think it's so great to see just in so many different outlets that people open up about their struggles that, you know, I was in a conversation with friends the other day and a few of my friends were just, you know, openly talking about their therapy session, like not necessarily the details because I think that that should be private for whoever, but just talking about, you know, that they had gone to the therapist as if it was just an errand and not to downplay the importance of their therapy, but you know, it, it didn't have to be this therapy. What's going on? It was this, yeah, they spent their Thursday. They went to work, they went to therapy, they went to the grocery store and, and that's what it was. That's how they spent their day. And they got out of whatever they did from their day and whether they felt great, whether they didn't afterwards. And it just, it's great to be in a place like that. I still think there needs to be, you know, work to be done, but that people are becoming more comfortable and open talking about what they've been through, what they're going through, mm-hmm. how they're dealing with it. And, and yeah, just trying to kind of end the stigma of, you know, therapy is it's not this gasp. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? It's a, your mental health is, is important, just like your physical health. And it's, you have to take care of yourself to be able to, to take care of others. So I I think that's great. I, I really love that you have those messages and, and I agree. I mean, conversation starters, people should be talking about it more and talking to to others about it, or even if someone sees it and says, wow, I, I really needed that message today. And mm-hmm. I love yeah. when people share on, um, on Instagram stories, even just a post that they saw randomly in it. And the caption will just say, I really needed this today. And mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. I just think it really brings people together and makes people feel like they're not alone. Yeah. And I think, especially through the pandemic, I mean, that was a hard time for everyone, even if you're in whatever the best case scenario is, you know, and us, you know, not just sitting around with our thoughts going through this really hard time and acknowledging that we're going through this. And it can feel really isolating if you don't know other people are going through that or if they're not talking about it. And actually the first um, graphic tee I designed, which is a t-shirt and a sweatshirt is taking a mental health day. And it's done in, you know, like cutesy little retro letters. 
And that's been one of my very best sellers. I didn't know if it was going to be a little too overt, that phrasing, but I took it from the fact that my mom, who's a big inspiration in my life, uh, let me take mental health days, like in high school, you know, of course, not to just like miss a big test or play hooky, but you know, if I was really overwhelmed and anxiety was eating away at me, she would say, you need a mental health day, you know, and she would just let me take that and get in a good headspace. So I wasn't just super overwhelmed and drowning um, because I was just too much of an overachiever as a student, honestly, why? I don't know. <laughs> but um, so that was kind of a little homage to her, that that uh, phrase that I wanted to put on there. And I'm so glad that that's one that's resonated with so many other people too. I was going to say, yeah, and that being, you know, a shirt that people, that they're success with, and I think really shows that people are needing messages like that and want to embrace what they're going through or just even embrace talking about about mental health. So I think that's so great that you have, have these shirts and have these sweatshirts and they get this brand that just is super uplifting and it's bright, positive. It's, it's so great to see. And I love seeing everything that, that you've been doing. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Yeah. So do you want to tell listeners where they can follow you on all your accounts, websites, kind of plug all this stuff where people can get all of their go-go bloom attire? Sure. So we did talk about call of the styled. So just at call of the styled on Instagram, you could follow me there at shop go, go bloom on Instagram. Um, and then shop go, go bloom.com. You can find the website and then on Facebook as well, just look up go, go bloom and then go, goes all one word. Perfect. Well, Molly, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and talking all, all about your awesome brand. So everyone go make sure to follow along, go make sure to get all of your inspirational teas, athletic wear, your lounge wear. It's summer temperatures will be rising. It's only June. So we can all imagine what it's going to be like in August. So yes. everyone load up your closet and you it's said your you bike have... shorts in your sports bras now. Yeah, exactly. You said you have stuff for toddlers and for children and for men as well. So <laughs> everyone is, is covered. So thank you again for being here. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram at KC by Sari, and we will see you next week. Casey's confidential. Casey's confidential. Kansas city's best. Casey Confidential School papa pira papa pa Confidential